Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Beacon Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to live a more conscious life. So, hello, Stephanie. Hello, Miss Megan. Hello, hello. Happy February. Will you be my Valentine? Oh, yes. (laughs) You don't even have to ask. Oh, thank you so much. So February it is, and we're going to dig into the month. But before we do, let's just review a little bit about January, um, because that was kind of an interesting month. And one of the things that we talked about in last month's podcast was, you know, the year wouldn't really get going until like mid-month month because the plant Mars was in retrograde and Mercury was in retrograde. So what's really interesting is, well, first of all, I found that to be very true. I I don't know about you, like nothing really got going until like the second or third week. The good news is we start this month with all the planets in direct motion. So, but any thoughts on January? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we spoke about it and thought about it. And then it became, you know, for myself, for you and for other people I know, an actual lived experience that it didn't feel like there was forward motion, that there was traction, this sort of sense of aha and a breakthrough of vision until what was at the weekend of the 22nd around that Aquarius new moon, because then we were in a new moon phase, Uranus turned direct. So, and I think it's taken, you know, it took a couple of days after that because there was that Venus Saturn conjunction just to start to feel like, oh yeah, I got it. I like, I'm I'm sort of grounded in the gravity of the matter. And now this is how I want to start to like progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, like the emails at the beginning of the month, you know, is, you know, I'm like, where is everybody? And then like two or three weeks in, it was like a deluge or a deluge of people, right? So, okay. So February, and again, we go into this month with all the planets going direct. And the other thing is, you know, we're going to talk about the conjunctions that are happening this month, which are really interesting, but it's going to be kind of a quiet month. And what we were thinking is everybody just kind of rest and regroup this month and go with the flow because March is going to be a bit of a doozy. You know, we've got some, we've got Saturn shifting, we've got Pluto starting to shift. So, you know, you have that to look forward or we have that to look forward to. So in the meantime, let's talk a little bit about February. And why don't we start with the Leo full moon? Because that seems to be the big action at the beginning of the month. And it's not just a Leo full moon. It's a Leo full moon square Uranus in Taurus. And as you all know, anytime an outer planet, especially, you know, comes into the lunar situation, it shakes things up and pun intended. So let's, let's talk about the Leo, uh, the Leo full moon on February the 5th square Uranus. Yeah, and pun intended to the shakeup <laughs> since Uranus is the planet of the shakeup. Um, shaken, not stirred, as we like to say when we think about Uranus. So the February 5th, the Leo full moon. I mean, the yearly Leo full moon, right, features the sun in collective. We're all in this together. Let's like work in this kumbaya kind of group <laughs> focus, very worldly. You know, that's the sun in Aquarius. And the moon in Leo, right? And the moon, the the need that 
that emotional affiliation, if you will, about, yes, it's about us, but it's also about me. Like, how can I shine? What can I do? How can I show up? How can you see me for the way that I show up, right? And so that Leo full moon oftentimes feels like the pull is owning your own light, like owning your uniqueness, and and, but just not just being that for that sake, like being that, being you, also because it can have you feel a further connection to others, right? In this orchestra together to be creative, to move things forward for the world at large or your world. So that's the, you know, some of the Leo full moon energy. And then of course, like you said, we have shake it up Uranus squaring that full moon. And we'll start to feel that a few days before. And it reminds me of the experience we had before we started this podcast when we started to do, try to do it before, which is, you know, we had some pivots and detours that we needed to take. Microphones weren't working, computers weren't plugged in, and we just kept saying, this is so Uranus. But we stayed bouncy. We did. We did. We, we stayed bouncy. And here we are. Yeah, here we are doing it again, right? And we didn't despair and we didn't dismay. We just thought as we were speaking about Uranus and all these crazy technological things happened, like, okay, there may be a purpose for the redo, right? There's a purpose for the pivot. So really to take that into consideration, the first handful of days of February of, you know, can I take a detour? Like, what if I took a detour? Can I see fresh? Can I do things with a new vantage point? And again, how can I stay bouncy? Because it's really about that sense of staying bouncy, being adaptable and trying a new way on, experiment. Yeah, right? and that that's so that's so Uranus is kind of looking and being open for those new inspirations. And with that Leo creativity, I mean, it could really bring if you're open and not too rigid, like you're saying, some new ways of looking at things, or you do have that aha moment. It's interesting because I was talking to a client the other day who's a Leo, and as everyone knows, I have Leo rising, of course, and we were talking about what Leo really needs is to feel special somehow, to feel recognized for that specialness. And so maybe there's something in this, right? Where like what you're saying is we we can be open to recognizing or seeing ourselves and what those special gifts might be that we can put out there. So who knows what could come out of it? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's actually perfectly said with Uranus. Like, who knows? Let's who knows? Just, yeah. Let's just see. But I think, too, just, you know, maybe like um, literally or figuratively, like pick up new paintbrushes, yes, right? Yes. Don't rely upon just sort of the modes of creative expression that you're used to. That might be your, your, your comfort zone. Sort of branch out a bit and, and try something new on when it comes to you know, creating and showing up and declaring like how life is your art form. Mm, oh, I like that. I like that. My Leo rising likes that a lot. Okay. So, and, and also again, just, you know, be open to those aha moments. And so that's the Leo full moon starting the, the month off with a bang. And next let's talk a little bit about these conjunctions we've got coming up mid month. And maybe we should start with just talking a little bit about what a conjunction is. Now, last month we talked a lot about squares. We had all those squares between planets. And one of the things we talked about is the square aspect is where 
you know, planets are not playing well together. You know, there's conflict there. And of course, conflict can can lead to growth and all sorts of things. Let's talk about a conjunction. So a conjunction is where planets are joined together, usually in the same sign around what? Between zero and five degrees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when we're talking that there's certain days that there is a conjunction, those planets are located proverbially at the same spot. So yeah. they're acting in unison, they're joined forces. And that can bring a lot of, you know, I think conjunctions are not necessarily good or bad, they're just magnified. Right. Yes. So there's just more yes. of. And so if those planets play well together, wow, watch out. You know, if those planets don't play well together and they're just sort of fighting over the same spot in the sandbox, like watch out. So um, I think that, you know, taking that all together and you, you know, you and I've talked about this before, but just to sort of remind you and remind others that one of these conjunctions is relates to one of your favorite words. And that is... Oh Oh my gosh, my favorite word. Is it lush? No, that's no. your favorite word for that's the word for Stephanie's word for 2023. What's my favorite? I don't, I can't think. Kazimi. Oh my God. So, Kazimi. And again, the Kazimi oh, is I when love- there's a conjunction with of a planet with the sun. And one of these conjunctions, the one on February 16th, I'm sort of skipping to the last one, is the Sun Saturn Kazimi. Kazimi. <laughs> Okay, well let's we'll we'll start there and go backwards. Let's talk yeah. about the the the, the Sun Saturn conjunction and like you're saying when they join together it's amplified. So talk about that relationship between the Sun in Aquarius and Saturn. And you know what's also interesting is this is the last month that Saturn is going to be in Aquarius before it switches to Pisces next month. And that's why we're saying next month might be really shifty because we've got these planet shifting signs. So this is at the tail end of Saturn's journey through Aquarius. And then we've got the sun Saturn. Talk to me about that. The sun was Saturn there. Yeah. So Saturn, oh, where to start? Where to start? Okay. So <laughs> Saturn has been in Aquarius for two plus years. And as you're noting, right, in the beginning of March, I believe it's March 7th, Saturn will move into Pisces. So we're at the tail end. And when a planet is at the tail end of its residence, its stay in a sign, it's Almost, it it shows us like, hey, we've been doing this, we've been doing this. Hey, this is what we've been doing. Like, especially with Saturn, like, here's sort of the conclusion. Here's the foundations that have been built, or here's where you didn't necessarily astutely, efficiently build your foundations. So Sun-Saturn conjunction, a, a couple of different things, right? One is Saturn is very strong that day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important to like look at themes like authorship and authority, Look at themes of like how you know bolstering bolstering your foundations. Where is the weak link, right? Also to watch like what is the role of judgment in your life? Have you feel too under the crushing judgment of yourself or others? And how can you release some of that while still owning a sense of duty 
and responsibility. So just Sun, Saturn a little bit, and then we could talk about Saturn and Aquarius. But what about you? What do you think about Sun, Saturn, and Aquarius? Well, you know, I just, Saturn is, you know, the the great restrictor. And, you know, here's the sun that just wants to be big and shine. So Saturn is going to I guess you could say restrict the sun a bit, or on another level, provide a container for it and a really nice grounded container where maybe that light can go somewhere, where that focus. And I also feel like with the sun Saturn, I just get this feeling too around legacy. You know, like what is, you know, your sun is your essence and, and, you know, what you came in here to do. And then Saturn is about longevity and, you know, you know, the, the, the big run, (laughs) you know, the big picture. And so maybe looking at, and this would be really great too, with the last two and a half years of that Aquarius energy is Saturn and Aquarius is what, what have you done in the last two and a half years? Have you come, like you're saying, into your authority, come into your power, you know, develop a legacy in a different kind of way. Yeah, that's beautiful. Have you found your place in community? Yes, you know, have you right. discovered where you, you know, or perhaps have you discovered where you had fears about being in community? Have you released some of those fears about being community? Because Aquarius rules the community. Yeah, community and the collective. Also yes, yes. Technology. Yes. Right. And as we see, as we're like here in, you know, end of January, beginning of February, that there is this Saturn pruning in the realm of technology with recent layoffs at some of the big tech firms, right? And Hello, Saturn. Twitter. <laughs> right, and Microsoft, all of yes. them. You yes. Know, and, and Saturn basically says, like, where do you need to cut because it's unsustainable? Did we grow too big? And mm. so to look to see perhaps those trends or those news stories, but also for ourselves, like, where have we found our sort of flow with technology, yeah, right? And whether it's like your computer, your phone, with social media, with this, or just the technologies that you use to advance the pursuits of your heart and soul. Yeah, that's great. And when you really think about it, think how much technology has changed in the last couple of years, right? I mean, we are now all technology all the time. And, you know, as a as a practitioner out there on social media, I'll be really curious to see kind of what happens with social media, especially when Pisces, when Saturn goes into Pisces. But I think there's going to be a pruning around there. And, you know, we astrologers talk a lot about, you know, who's the real astrologers out there? And, you know, Saturn does represent authority and being authentic and, you know, accumulation of knowledge. So I don't know, it just feels like every, a little bit like the apple cart has been upturned when it comes to technology. And I love the word pruning. I think that's very much with that Saturn in the final bit of Aquarius, right? We're going to see pruning and for us to look at where we can prune. Absolutely. And I think you're just looking at that as just a general theme. And again, if you know your chart and where like the, I think it's probably like 26 degrees or something, 27 degrees of Aquarius, where does that fall? Like, where have you found that you have had to hunker down and Mm. prune and be really efficient and focus on sustainability and the construction I love of you said of like your container or your vessel. You know, yeah. what are you realizing? Like the, the the path you've you've tread and the experiences you've had and now looking w- what is growing there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just use uh, myself as an example with Leo rising. This has all been happening in my seventh house, right, right? Of relationship. And so as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, that's really interesting because there has been so many shifts in my relationships and some pruning, I will have to say, but all I think ultimately for my greater good and everybody else's. So, so just apply that. I love that you're saying that apply it to the house that you have Aquarius on. It'll give you a lot of information about what's happening there. I think that's great. Actually, that has me think too, for me, like I'm a Gemini (laughs) rising. It's in my ninth house of higher education and thinking Uh, about how I'm now like much more chips in, in terms of like training programs that I'm going to be doing. Yes. And constellation work. So yes. Yes. That's very exciting. Okay. So let's back up. Okay. Um, And talk about kind of the first big conjunction and that is Mercury and Pluto. And you were talking about planets and how they get along. And I'm like, do Mercury and Pluto get along? Do they? I don't know. But I think that Pluto, you know, could really bring up some of that deeper shadow energy around Mercury and communication and, you know, the social what's happening out there. Yeah, completely right. And that's just anchoring that in February 10th. You know, it feels like if we're just skimming the surface of our conversation and (laughs) talking about the weather and I would say football will be over by then, but whatever, those kind of conversations like Mercury Pluto is not into that. Mm -hmm. Mercury Pluto is like, be real, what's important, cut the BS, speak (laughs) from your heart and from your gut. So I always feel during Mercury-Pluto times, it's really important to like suss out secrets, try to solve Mm -hmm. a mystery, even if there's no mystery to be solved. Like, I'm sure there's thousands of mysteries we can watch on Netflix or what have you. Like, really be in like detective mode. Yeah. Find missing objects, find missing truths that haven't been spoken or, you know, given voice. So that feels like a good thing to do at the Mercury-Pluto time. Yeah. Also, I think it's a pulling back of the curtain, perhaps, you know, and we might see that even more um, on the on the collective landscape out there. Um, You know, who's who's really at operating those controls? What is behind the curtain? I think there could be some reveals that come up, you know, whether it's personally or out there for uh, during that time. And like you said, that's February 10th. Okay. So the next big one is the very next day on February the 11th. We, oh, wait, no. Wait, actually, but we do have something happening (laughs) on February 11th. Mercury actually, speaking of, goes into Aquarius on the 11th. Yes. Okay. Then on the the 15th, we have Venus-Neptune conjunction. Now, that feels like that works. (laughs) That, you know, that works for me. You know, because I think Venus and Neptune, you know, if they got together, they would have a great lunch. They probably drink too much. They would order off the menu and um, but they would have a really, really great time together. I love that. I feel like we should do that. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a date. That's the, the day after Valentine's. There's our Valentine's. There you date. go. Um, I agree, right? And both Venus and Neptune are very happy in the sign of Pisces, which is yes. the sign that they're in. So there's that sense of sort of just like exaltation, if you will. Mm. Venus, Neptune is, you know, the dreamy relationships. I mean, I definitely think Venus, Neptune is that luxuriating and, um, 
you know, also that bringing of compassion and love. It feels really important to do things, I would say, related to art and inspiration with a mm. Venus-Neptune conjunction. I mean, I think that the thing we have to watch, right, with Venus and Neptune is just you know, Neptune can make things blurry and not a great way. And it's like, oh, you, you are. And it's like, no, 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 they're not. You know what I mean? But we're seeing things through like ultra rose colored goggles or glasses. So I think we have to be careful about projection onto those yeah. we don't love. Propose, don't propose to your girlfriend on <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wait a few days. I, I mean, I'd say that somewhat seriously, you know, of like how we can get caught up in that very Piscean and Neptune and Venus, like I'm in love and you're amazing and let's get married, you know? So just watching for those, you know, illusions or, you know, getting caught up in something that's not completely sustainable or real. Exactly. And so that's, I love that. And I love too, back to what you said before, right? So like having like a pocketed, like a vesseled experience, yes. like let's go out to like, and have a toast of champagne somewhere. Like that's very much like, let's use that energy in that contained way, as opposed to it, like perhaps, and go to the art museum, yeah, right? Yeah. Or go to the spa or what have you. Um, because also it is interesting to think about that Venus-Neptune conjunction the day before the Sun-Saturn, right? Because yes, there right, is right. that sense of like really to build some sort of scaffolding. So again, I love that word vessel, like that vessel around love, that vessel around your dreams, mm. that vessel around like being in soulfulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, soulfulness. I love that. And so just to kind of wrap up the conjunctions, either a little pocket of conjunctions. So it's really kind of over a week between like February 10th and February, you know, what it was 16th or so. So that's conjunction time, you know, and so maybe just that's the time to be really paying attention at what wants to get your attention. And just realize that everything's going to be amplified and intensified and to make that work for you. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. So next up, let's talk about the Pisces new moon. Um, that's also the same day that Venus, here we go with Venus again, goes into the sign of Aries. Now that Pisces, um, the Pisces new moon is on the same day. We have something else going on that day. What am I not, what am I not remembering there? Yeah, there's, I mean, it's the day after we go into Pisces season, and then there's also a Venus-Pluto sextile before mo Venus moves into Aries. But I think, no, you're good. You, 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 those are the okay. big, those So it's, are the it's, it's like a Pisces new moon, right? And yeah. so new moon, new beginnings, you know, re-inspiration. And again, we've talked a little bit about what that Pisces energy is about. It's about the transcendent. You know, it's about connecting to something greater than yourself, the imaginary, the inspirational. It's also very, very compassionate you know, and maybe it's a time to look, you know, this is the month of kind of like love and Valentine's and the heart is maybe that new, can, new moon can bring this sense of like compassion, you know, and not in a romantic love kind of way, but on a Pisces as much, you know, on a bigger scale and on a more universal scale. It's like, how can I share and be more compassionate with others? And there could be like a new, a new beginning there. I love that. And I, you know, I'm always a big 
advocate, I guess is the word for I'm finding it like an alignment with new moons and doing intentions, setting around new yes. moons. But for I, this one feels almost if you're like, ah, intention setting around new moons. <laughs> nah, not for me. Don't have the time. Don't have the interest. If you're going to do maybe one this year, <laughs> I would say do the Pisces new moon. And the reason being is that um we're going to really start focusing on Pisces for the next two and a half years because just, you know, March 7th, Saturn moves into Pisces where we're going to have a firsthand look of how to create sustainable vessels in the Piscean realm. So, you know, it feels like this time now of like, oh, hi, Pisces. Like, who are you? What do you represent? How can I be in relationship with you? You know, how can I invite you into my life? inspiration, yeah. transcendence, compassion, water as an elixir, you know, mm -hmm. finding soulfulness within, you know, connecting to the love of all. So there's something in that Pisces new moon that feels like nice to just be like, hi, Pisces. Hi, Pisces. Pisces. Nice to see you. Welcome, hi. welcome, Pisces. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, honestly, I'm really excited about Saturn in Pisces, because I think it's going to be really interesting to see what comes up. And because it, it just feels so darn different <laughs> than Saturn in Aquarius. And I do think we're going to be really exploring those new realms. So welcome Pisces. And I think this is a good time to start aligning with that energy. Okay. Now, did we cover everything, Stephanie? I'm feeling like there's, there. There should be more, but I think that we did. So let's move I, I, on. Yeah, no, I think we're good. I think it's I just the la I want to underline something you said earlier is just again, we are at the end of in the last full month of is of February's last full month where Saturn's in Aquarius. And again, to yeah. just to like to take stock of, you know, mind and network and science and logistics and technology and collectives and just how those are it, the role those played in your life and in the world. Yeah, to do to do that uh, looking back over the last couple of years and see what what you've learned and what you've grown and what you've pruned, <laughs> right? So we're going to now do something fun today. Uh, uh, instead of pulling a tarot card for the month, we're actually going to pull an oracle card. And the reason why we're doing this is to, well, we're going to celebrate. Stephanie has a new astrological or an astrology and oracle deck out there. And it just came out this month or last month. And it's called Stellar Visions Oracle Cards, Your Guide to Astrological and Mystic Power. Oh my God, I love that. So what we thought we'd do is instead of a tarot card, and I am shuffling Stephanie's cards, and they are beautiful, by the way, and you can find out more at stephaniegaling.com. So I'm going to shuffle and then at random, I'm going to pick a card and then Stephanie's going to read uh, about that card from the Oracle book. So, all right, I'm shuffling. Very exciting. I know it's fun because normally it's my cards and now we get to use your cards. I love that. Okay. I'm getting ready to pick. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. The card February. for February. Vibe. Retrograde review. Whoa. Now that's interesting, right? That's... Go ahead. What do you, like, before we read well, from I the book, what's your thoughts? Well, I want to explain a little bit about how these cards work so people know. So basically it goes through all the astrological signs. It goes through the houses. It goes through the, the aspects, um, moons and retrogrades and eclipses. And each of the cards represents like a sign or a different aspect. So 
that's a part of how the deck works. So here we have chosen retrograde review. What comes to my mind is, well, first of all, thank goodness there's no retrograde this month, <laughs> right? But I think back to just what we were talking about, Steph, about that reviewing with the Saturn in Aquarius. It's like taking that opportunity, like we say, retrogrades, reflect, regroup, realign, you know, review. So I think it ties in really nicely with that. Me too. I mean, it really underlines that point we made yes. numerous times and then just right before about that taking stock, that review, that reflection, that looking back, that turning to the past for treasures related mm. to, again, I think the Aquarian realm, the general themes that we've spoken about, but really to take stock of where is that Aquarian realm in your chart. And if you don't have your chart, right, you can go to sewndivine.us where you can cast your free chart. Um, so yeah, I think that that's really like, okay, yes, point noted. We got the <laughs> message. Um, I Shall I read from the book? I'd to love, see if we why don't you read the Oracle part? Because I, I, yeah. I love what you have to say about that. So the keyword is review. There's four inspirations. Honor the power of the pause. Review, reevaluate, and redesign. Be open to a new way of viewing things and turn to the past for treasured insights. Wow. And then the oracle says, when the retrograde card comes into your awareness, people, places, or ideas from the past hold the key to the answers you're seeking. So may experiences you've recently had. Therefore, retrace your path, going back over territory you've previously traveled in order to discover skips, skipped steps or information you didn't initially capture. Also, instead of solely relying upon your usual perspective, see how orienting from a different vantage point, including more readily turning to your intuition, sorry, mm. Pisces, mm -hmm. can provide you with unique layers of understanding. Move thoughtfully and recognize the power inherent in pauses and respites. Be patient and let things simmer before moving forward. The payoff for taking your time will be well worth it. And it it has me think too, which I forgot initially, right? That notion of pausing and intuition and reflection also feels very like the beginning of Pi that Pisces energy. It does. And also, I just think this is really good advice for the whole month. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have all these planets in direct motion, and I think everybody's just like, okay, what do I do? And let's get going. And, you know, even though you might feel, in, you know, motivated to get things moving, that doesn't necessarily mean you know where you're going or you should, right? So again, I like bringing this in, this reflection, slowing down, reviewing, really, you know, pausing, making sure that you're being very mindful, in yes. your actions and how you're going forward. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well done, that Stephanie. That was really meaningful. Thank you. It's so nice It'll to like have them you. out in the world like that. Yeah. And also you guys, Stellar Visions Oracle Cards, and you can find more on Stephanie's website. They are amazing. And you are amazing. And all you guys are amazing. And before we wrap up, I just want to share, um, if you haven't already, do check out my new Patreon. And you can find it on the Patreon button at meganskinner.com. But it's really this amazing collection of content. Like I, we do Sundays with Megan, which is a spiritual gathering. I do a video with the tarot cards and do a reading for the month. And there's discounts and there's all sorts of fun surprises. Like this month, we're going to be uh, doing a free meditation. So 
all these great things on Patreon. You can find out more on MeganSkinner.com. I just love your Patreon. I love it so much. It's such an amazing way to access so much of your wisdom. Thank you. And I guess my news, two things is one, February 5th is my monthly um, full moon and meditation gathering with Ashley Dahl. It's called Illumination. And we'll talk about uh, the Leo full moon and Ashley will take us through some meditation practices and contemplative insights. So check that out on my website. And, and can I just say real quick that yeah. I I was there last month I and it was really amazing. Oh, it, was really, it was really great to have that moment of really drawing in the attention you know, and, and being so intentional about things. So yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I just wanted to share about that. And um, so should let's be say, just to be thankful. I'm thankful for yes. you. I'm thankful yes. for everyone who's listening. I'm always thankful to our producers, Nick Patreon, and Sebastiano Decchio. And um, here's to February. Here's to February. Yes. Yes, love is in the air, and I hope everybody has a wonderful, love-filled month. Mm-hmm.